Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James, and it's great to be here with you guys. I had the best weekend, James. I don't know about you, but something pretty exciting happened on Sunday. It did. In fact, I think we might be thinking about the same thing. I think we are. Oh, are you talking about going to McDonald's? No. Oh, wait, I didn't go to... No, wait, I was thinking about going back to church in person. That's that right. was awesome. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> it was our first week back at church in person, and it was so exciting to see so many familiar faces, to see all of you guys. We have missed you so, so much. Yeah, it's been uh, a long time without us getting to see each other face to face, but for those of us who were able to be there on the weekend, it was fantastic, and uh, we had a blast. Even though we are in the ball court and we were doing things a little bit differently, uh, we had a great group of people there. We learned about Jesus together, we played some games. It was a lot of fun. It was, and I'm so looking forward to doing it again coming this Sunday, and hopefully we'll get to see a few more of you. We would love to see you there. Speaking of McDonald's, James... Are you hungry? I am. Maybe we should get some lunch and then we can talk about how Jesus' disciples went without lunch. Yes, that sounds like a good plan, but I feel like I can't concentrate till I've had my lunch. So let's take five and yeah. then we'll get stuck into it. All right, let's do that. Okay, kids, we're back. We've got our bellies full and we are ready to dig into this week's reading. And this week we are reading uh, the end of chapter 5. So we've got Luke chapter 5 verses 33 to 39. And I've got to be honest, James, when I read this passage, I started off kind of understanding what was going on. And then the more I read, the more confused I got. (laughs) Yeah, it's a tricky one. And you've got to kind of understand some things about how they did things back in Jesus's day to understand it. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today to help us all understand what's going on. Yeah, that sounds good. So maybe um, we'll do things a little bit differently today. We're going to, I guess, integrate our reading with our discussion time. So I'll read a couple of um, passages and then we'll pause, we'll dig into it and make sure we understand it and then we'll keep moving through. How does that sound? That, that sounds good because you just used a word then integrate that I was like, wait, what? That's a big word, but I think I've got it. It means mixing things together. So yeah, let, let's do that. That's right. it. Okay. Luke chapter five, verses 33 to 39. Some people said to Jesus, John's followers often pray and go without eating, and so do the followers of the Pharisees. But your disciples never go without eating or drinking. Okay, so I think I kind of had a rough idea of what was going on here. They're talking about not eating or drinking, and that to me reminded me of fasting in the Old Testament. Am I correct there? Yeah, that's right. Fasting. Not uh, a racing term. It's not when you're trying to beat somebody down the track or something (laughs) like that. Fasting in uh, the Bible is when you go without food or drink for a period of time, and normally it's because you're praying or you're asking God for something. And fasting, going without food or drink, is a way of saying to God, God, even more than food, even more than having my belly full, what I need most is for you to answer my prayer now. And so it was a way to say, a way of saying to God, I, I trust you, I need you, please help me, you're, you're the most important thing, uh, please answer this prayer. So that, that's what mm-hmm. fasting was. Okay, cool. So it's kind of like a symbol of your faith. 
Yeah, that's Showing right. that you're like declaring, God, I trust you, you've got this. That's right. Because sometimes they got a bit mixed up in the Old Testament and they thought, oh, God just responds to fasting. But mm. it's not like a ritual or a routine that you do to you know, get something from God. It's a, it's a way of showing God, I'm really asking you seriously. I trust you. I need you to move. Please, please do this. It was a way of uh, showing just how serious you were about this. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I think I've got my head around that. So let's continue on. Verse 34 and 35. Jesus told them, the friends of a bridegroom don't go without eating while he is still with them, but the time will come when he will be taken from them. Then they will go without eating. Okay, so this is kind of interesting. They've got a funny word there, bridegroom. Do you know what that's about, James? Yeah, so that's just another way of saying what we call groom today. So it's the boy at a wedding. Yeah, okay. And the friends of the bridegroom then, because I know often Jesus is described as being the groom and the church as his bride who um, eventually unite together in the new creation. So I'm right here to suggest that bridegroom is referring to Jesus. Yes, that's right. Jesus is the bridegroom. Absolutely. Okay, so... Then if I just reread it with that in there, so the friends of Jesus don't go without eating while he's still with them. Because at the moment, Jesus is still alive, he's on earth, and the disciples are with him, they're united. There's nothing to really plead with Jesus for at the moment, right? That's right. He's in this part of the Gospels and this part in the story. Uh, he's still right there with him. They could reach out, give him a high five, be like, what's up? So, yeah. yeah, okay. And then verse 35 seems to be saying that... Uh, it's not necessarily that fasting is no longer a thing that people do, but they just don't need to do it right now. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, the people that are asking about this, they're like, well, the Pharisees, the religious leaders are fasting and John's disciples are fasting. And Jesus is kind of saying, well, they're doing things that way because they're not with me. My guys that are with me, they don't need to do that now. But there is going to come a time when I'm going to go away or I'll be taken from them. And that's when they are going to fast and have to pray and ask God in that way. Mm, okay. Right. So this is the bit that I started getting really confused in. So I'm going to trust you, James, to help me understand it. So let's read from verses 36 to the end of the chapter, verse 39. No one uses a new piece of cloth to patch old clothes. The patch would shrink and make the hole even bigger. All right. So... How much do you know about uh, sewing a new piece of cloth onto an old patch of clothes? Not a whole lot. I did do some sewing in high school uh, for textiles, but I was not too good at it. So please Yeah, I, I myself <laughs> am an expert uh, sewer. Um, that's, that's a lie. That's not true at all. Sorry, Sorry kids. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, no, the hint for what this is talking about is when it says in the second part of the verse there, the patch would shrink and make the hole even bigger. So I don't know if you kids know this, but sometimes when you get new clothes and then you put them in the wash, it can actually shrink them. So imagine if you had a hole in one of your clothes and you had to put a new piece of material over it, you wouldn't want to put, you wouldn't want to put a new piece of material on it because when you washed it, it would shrink and maybe tear all over again. So mm. the point that Jesus is making here is, if you've got an old thing, you can't just put a new thing on it to fix it up and make it good as new. In fact, it can be, you know, just as bad. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Let's see what verse 37 has to say. No one pours new wine into old wineskins. The new wine would swell and burst the old skins. 
Then the wine would be lost and the skins would be ruined. New wine must be put only into new wine skins. Okay. So that sounds kind of similar, right? The kind of a similar understanding that Jesus is trying to get across. It is a similar kind of idea. Uh, these days, if you've ever seen wine, then you probably know that it comes in a bottle. Maybe you've been to a fancy party or something like that or seen uh, your mum or dad have a glass of wine sometime. And these days, wine comes in a bottle. Back then, they would have this uh, skin that was kind of like a bag. And when they put new wine into it, the wine hadn't sort of finished maturing or uh, finishing off yet. And what would happen is, is that uh, the air in the wine would expand and the wine skin that it was kept in the bag, it would stretch as the wine kind of took up more space itself. Mm -hmm. But if you took an old wine skin that had already been stretched and then you put new wine into it and it started to stretch the bag again, then the bag would burst and you'd lose the skin and the wine and everything would go badly. So that's why he says that new wine must only be put into new wine skins. He's trying to say the same thing again. You can't take a mm. new thing and just add it on or put it into an old thing and expect everything to be okay. In fact, what it's going to do is destroy it. It's going to make it worse. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting because I guess my initial understanding of this, I'm kind of just starting to put it together. Sounds like um, Jesus is saying that obeying the, or, you know, feeling bound to the old Testament laws and also having Jesus, when you put them together and expect the law to be what's going to satisfy Jesus, it's not going to work, is it? Yeah, that's right. And we kind of get the hint that maybe that's what these guys are thinking about because they started with that question about not eating and drinking. Yeah. So they, in the Old Testament, had a whole bunch of rules and things that they had to do in order to please God and make him happy and try and get right with him and all this sort of stuff. And uh, this question about Jesus' disciples and why they are not going without food and drink, it kind of feels like they're saying, how come your guys aren't following the rules? How come your guys aren't doing all the things that the rest of us uh, have to do. Yeah. And it's like Jesus is saying with the new thing coming and he's talking about himself and he's sort of hinting about how he's going to die on the cross and he's going to pay the price for our sins and he's going to rise from the dead and how it's through faith in Jesus and trusting him that we'll be made right with God and that our sins will be forgiven. That when that new thing comes, we can't just try and patch it back onto all the old rules and regulations. So some people, when they first started following Jesus, the early Jewish people, they were like, do we have to follow all the, the rules as well as believing in Jesus? And New Testament people uh, would say, no, you don't have to do that. And it seems like Jesus is hinting at that. But he does kind of know that this is going to be a hard thing because he says in verse 39 there, no one wants new wine after drinking old wine. They say the old wine is better. And it's kind of like he's saying, I know that this is what you're experienced with and it's not a bad thing, but the new thing is coming. And the thing is, once new wine's had a chance to grow and, and it becomes old wine, it gets used to it, it, it's good. But Jesus seems to be hinting at this idea that this new thing is coming, but you're not going to be able to just put it on top of the old thing. So that's pretty good because uh, that means that today we don't have to follow the 613 laws that are listed in the just book of couple. Deuteronomy. Just a couple, <laughs> not too many, you know. Uh, so it's good news for us that now that Jesus has died on the cross, he has fulfilled the law, he's completed it. We don't have to try and uh, run around all the time ticking off all those boxes. Now, because Jesus has done the work for us, 
uh, we could focus on trusting him and loving people uh, just like he wants us to. Okay, kids, it is now time for your favorite part of the show, our special guest of the week. And this week, I have someone so exciting. She is a new member of our Kids Church team, and I think her face is probably familiar to you. And so I would like to welcome to the show the wonderful Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Hi, everyone. So I would love to get to know you a little bit more, Carrie. So can you tell me, where did you live before Gosford? Okay, so we moved from Tamworth, country Tamworth. We moved to Gosford. That wow. for us, this is a city. Wow, that's that's a pretty big this statement. Is a big place for us here. Wow, and Tamworth's yeah. quite a while away, isn't it? So like six hours. Oh no, is it's it? about four. Oh, four hours. Okay, but that's still quite quite a while away. So wow, and uh, why did you guys move to the coast? Job opportunities for my husband. My husband got a new job. Oh, and cool. You know what was great? Our daughter lives here. And Even better. So it's so wonderful to be near our kids. We have a daughter in Wollongong, mm -hmm. and so we get to see her a lot more. And we're loving it. Being close to the kids is wonderful. And it was kind of neat coming here because we already knew the church here. We had oh. visited here several times as we visited our daughter that lives here. Yeah. So Laura took me along to Bible study, and so I got to know people from the church, and it was so wonderful to be able to move and already know where we're going to church. Yeah, that's great. awesome. Okay, and so what do you do during the week? I am a teacher's aide. That means I work in schools helping special needs kids or helping the teacher. What Actually, it's a bit of an odd bod job. You just do whatever All they the tell you All the bits and pieces. Yeah. <laughs> so that's three days a week I do that. Okay, nice. So to finish up, I would love to know, Carrie, do you have a favorite Bible verse or a favorite Bible story? So I love Colin Buchanan for this because he helps me to learn because of putting the verses to song. Yes. It's a really good memory. Jogger. <laughs> yeah. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I just love that story. But I also love um, the Bible stories where um, God calls people to trust him. So especially the story of Joseph. Mm. So many bad things happen to him. <laughs> over and over and, again. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what? Another <laughs> challenge. And he just sticks with God and trusts God through it all. And that's a great thing for me to reflect on. Yeah, I think especially at the moment with everything that's yeah, so uncertain. Definitely. Thank you so much for your time, Carrie. We love having you on the Kids Church team and we look forward to seeing you at church again soon. See you all soon. Okay, everyone, it is now time for question time this week and I'm here with my boy, Maddie. Now, Maddie, you've got a question for us. Why don't you read it out in a nice, big, loud voice? How will God help me if I need to do something that I've never done before? Okay, so how will God help us to do something if we've never done it before? So, Maddie, let me ask. When you have to do something you've never done before, how can you feel? Like nervous, scared. Nervous and scared? Yeah, because nobody likes to mess up, do we? No. Okay. Now, what does Jesus promise us if we mess up when it comes to obeying God? What will Jesus do? Well, he still loves us is what I know. That's right, he does. He still loves us and he forgives us because he died upon... The cross. To pay the price. For our sins. 
Right. So we know that no matter how we mess up with God, he still loves us. And that means that we can try all sorts of things knowing that no matter what happens, God loves us, right? Mm-hmm. Now, does the Bible also tell us that we should not be afraid? Yes. In fact, it says to us in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, what is that passage teaching us? It's saying that we don't need to be afraid because... God's always with us. God's always with us. So, next time that you are afraid to try something new, or next time you're wondering about how God can help you to do something that you've never done before, what can you completely trust? That God is... With me. With you. That's exactly right. Now, if you need to remind yourself, what could you do? Could you talk to God to remind yourself? Yes. What do we call talking to God? Praying. Praying. So if you ever needed to do something new and you wanted to know how God can help you, then you could say a prayer to remind yourself that God is with you and that Jesus loves us no matter what. Yeah. Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. And is the Bible also full of wisdom for all sorts of good things to help us too? Yes. So if we're not sure what to do, we could just read the Bible too, right? Yes. (laughs) It's a great one. All right. How about we pray now that God would help us to do new things? Do you want to pray or do you want me to pray? Yeah. Okay. Dear God, thank you that you give us your word that's got wisdom. And thank you that you are give us the promise that you are always with us. And that even when we do new things, we can trust you no matter what. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Maddie? Amen. All right. Thank you so much for asking that great question this week, Maddie. Say goodbye to everyone. See you soon. And that wraps up another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. Thank you for tuning in each week, guys. Um, It's really awesome that we get to spend not just time with you on Sundays, but time during the week as well, digging into God's Word. Absolutely. And a big thank you to Carrie for stopping by the show. It's always so great to get to know our kids' church teachers a little bit more. And I know she is super keen to see you guys at church soon. Yeah, we love Carrie. And if you guys have any questions that you would like answered on the podcast, remember that there is the link in the show notes of this episode where you can go to and record your question and you might just hear yourself on the podcast. That would be cool. And so how about James, uh, would you like to pray for us to wrap up? I would love to. Let's do that. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the good things that you have given us. Thank you that Jesus came into this world and he completed the law. He did everything that we couldn't do. And he died on the cross to pay the price for our sins and rose from the dead so that we can live forever with him through faith. We pray, Father, that we would always be grateful for the many gifts that you have given to us. We pray, Lord, that we would not be worried about whether we're good enough, but rather, Lord, we trust what your word promises to us that because Jesus has paid the price for us, we are welcomed and adopted into your family through faith and are loved by you in Jesus forever. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, kids. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.